All right, Andrew, let's take a look here. Um, I'm trying to figure out where... Oh, Andrew! Okay. Wow! <clears throat> okay. You can play that game. Hey, I'm Pete Steele. And I'm Eric Miller. Welcome to the Two Can Play That Game podcast for people who have one friend or, or no friends or something. I don't know. If you got more than one friend, this podcast is not for you. That's right. And wait, hold on. Did you say Eric Miller? That's right, Pete. That's what? Eric. That's Eric Miller, my brother. Right. Oh, this, is, this is Andrew boy. Miller talking now. Uh, yeah, Pete, I mean, I just thought that last week we had so much fun with your brother, Lou Steele, on the show. Yeah, that's right. We did. Yeah, yeah I mean, he was like kind of like kind of like our little sidekick there that I thought, hey, we could make mm -hmm. this like a regular thing. We could have like, you know, our family members on as like, you know, sidekicks. So I thought, oh, okay, you know, well, get my brother big, Eric on here. Kind of a big change to make without uh, consulting. They just kind of springing it on me like that. Okay, well, fair enough. Yeah, I mean. Whatever, I just thought I just thought it'd be kind of fun, right? So Eric is really pumped up. I, I asked him to be on. So thanks for coming on, Eric. It's gonna be really fun. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great, guys. Uh, I'm real excited to be here. Wow, wow, wow! You sound it. Uh, that's for sure, uh, Eric. That's uh, so. That's great. You know, hey, maybe you just gotta knock the rust off. You know what I mean? And we'll get a little bit more into. You'll get more excited as it goes on. That's typically how Andrew and I, uh, you know, do the show. That's right. That's right. Well, anyway, speaking of the show, we are talking about two-player board games today. We're talking about one called Circle the Wagons. Yeah, Circle the Wagons. What are you guys? Uh, what are you guys in the mood for here, Andrew and Eric? Yeah, you, you, you're ready to uh, get go out west. You know what I mean? The great, the great wild, wild west. Yes. Is, is this some kind of board game or something? Yeah. Wait, yeah. Is we, this like Oregon Trail? Well, uh, Andrew, did you do you uh, did you not even talk to Eric before? <laughs> yeah, we... I mean we did. We talk. I, I mean Eric listens to the show all the time. I I know. Oh, uh, yep, yep, big fan. That's mm -hmm. right. okay. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> um, we do. Yeah, board games. Yes, we do. Maybe you're confused because this is more of a card game, and so he was thinking. You know, oh, I see what you're game. saying. Right. That's why uh, I see confused. what you're saying, Eric. Yeah. That's actually very astute of you. Yes. Um, yeah, yes. this is a yep. card game, but I guess it kind of falls under a more kind of general umbrella of board games. Hmm, that's a good point. That's, that's actually right. very wow. philosophical. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is this, what is this? Would you say? You know. So we're not even just doing board games anymore. We got we got card games in here too. Oh, okay. So now, and now you're now you're actually angry that we're not doing board games. And a second ago, you didn't you didn't know that we did do board games. But now, no, he, now, I mean, he knew. He, he's excited for okay. this, right? I mean, that's oh, okay. We, okay. we already talked about that. I'm, I'm excited right. to have my brother on the show. It's gonna be really cool. Yeah, yeah. This, this has been great. Whatever, whatever this is, you know, we're we're doing good here. But uh, okay. how, how much longer we got on this thing? It's... Oh, we roughly go. We we started. We've started to go well over an hour, Eric, with these. Whoa. Here, so. Wow, really? People listen to this, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah actually, a lot, a lot of people do. Uh, About that. Yep, and it's really exciting. So, God, this is gonna be so fun. Anyway, I'm having a this... great time so far, but uh, you oh, know, good. really, kind of like gotta get out of here. This like, oh, uh, uh, you're you gotta, <clears throat> you gotta get we out were... of here. Okay. Um, 
I mean, I thought this was just like a, a quick little, like, you know, just doing you guys a favor. You kind of yeah. like, you know, I don't favor. know. Okay, cool. I see. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe next time it'd be so fun again, right? I mean, it's, this was really fun. So, yeah. Whatever. Anytime. Okay. Okay. Oh, look, All right. Look, looks like he looks like he logged off the call there. Okay. Yeah, it looks like he logged off before we even got to our our first segment, Andrew. So. Okay. Well, a little shorter than your brother. I'm a little dis uh, disappointed by that. Okay. Yeah. You know what? It's cool. It's gonna be a great episode. So I'm I'm excited. It was great to have him on. Uh, well, the, Andrew, I think the audience was loving it. I know they were loving it. Uh, just as yeah, much as they were loving your brother last. They're week, looking right? forward to the next time that uh, Eric Miller can uh, join us here, Andrew. But uh, speaking of the first segment, Andrew, um, I think this listeners out there might be a little confused uh, about a lot of things, including what this game is. So why don't we go ahead and sum this, uh, this game, circle the wagons up in one sentence. One sentence explanations. I'll go ahead and say circle the wagons is an extremely realistic lesson on how little people in the Wild West had in their lives andrew ah. how little they had you know what i mean there's yeah. there's there's cows there's wagons there's alcohol there's forts and there's mining and that's it you know what i mean like and, and guns we, we today today and guns <laughs> and today we've got you know it's guns still obviously and cows and wagons and alcohol and, and mining unfortunately i think still yeah we've got fracking um but uh <laughs> but we've also got iphones and and angry birds and right. star wars and uh you know bicycles do people still play angry what birds is that a do people still play that yeah, i guarantee you andrew <laughs> that there's that is now that that would be a documentary i want to see where they interview everybody in the world who still plays angry birds and they just just see what they're like just see how they're going follow them around for 24 hours i would watch that oh yeah that's a good idea all right uh, trademark trademark uh, hit us up with that trademark 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 all right uh, hook up with <laughs> hook up with whoever you know made uh, maybe we don't actually honestly maybe you don't have to hook up with the people that made angry birds at that point because we're not you know, using anything from them. Right. We're just literally following up with their users, right? So. I thought you were going to say, because even the people who made Angry Birds are not playing that game anymore. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> Andrew, give me a one-sentence summary of uh, Circle of Wagons. It's kind of like Angry Birds. No. Um, cir <laughs> Circle of Wagons, I will call, I call Circle of Wagons uh, Wild Wild West Pocket Edition. Pocket edition. It's, it's kind of like that movie <laughs> Wild Wild West, you know, where it's like steampunk oh. um, with Will Smith. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I do know exactly. From the 90s. Wiki, yeah. wiki, 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 wild. Circle the wiki, wiki wagons. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, Andrew. <laughs> I think the song, Andrew. the song was better than the movie as far as I remember. Uh, mm, yes. Yeah, because the, uh, the song I actually do remember in the movie, I hardly remember. So, yes, exactly. I think it was based on an um, old TV show, actually, Wild Wild West. It was like a... What? Yeah. For I think real? That, I think that's the same with Men in Black. That was based on an old TV show. It's like the, all these 60s shows. Are you serious? I'm almost... Oh, now i got to look this up, but I'm almost certain it's like a Men show. Men in Black was based on a show in the 60s. Wow. I think so. Uh, uh, hold on. Mm, where they would zap you and you'd uh, forget all your memories or whatever and all that stuff? That was stuff they were thinking about in the 60s, Andrew? Probably. <laughs> well... <laughs> 
it was it probably all these shows, Men in Black, Wild Wild West. They were probably always fighting communists and stuff like that. Of course, I might be wrong about Men in Black TV because there now there have been a bunch of TV shows that are popping up here. No, you know what, Andrew? I um, I I think you're right. I am reading an article right now, and it's called Men, and definitely men and not women in black. So it is from the '60s, and no, <laughs> just like. <laughs> This is a show from the 50s, and it's, uh, it's very clear on their gender roles and their, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I anyway. swear Wild Wild West. Hold on. Wild West TV show. Yes. I'm right about this Wild Wild West. Wiki.com. You're right about Wiki Wiki Wild Wild West. Now, did they, have, did they do Wiki Wiki uh, no, in this... the old 60s show? Or was, that a, or was that a Will Smith original? It had four seasons from... 1965 to 1969 wild wild west the wild wild west um yeah and it was steampunk this no i think they did that for the movie all right well come on then what are we even talking about andrew sure there were westerns back in the day i think it was a comedy (laughs) i think it was a comedy though i think that was the yeah whatever oh oh oh, okay it's so somebody was named jim west is the idea that's the only thing that crossed over (laughs) and that it was a comedy wild wild west story of two secret service agents fearless and handsome james west and artemis gordon okay oh brilliant gadgeteer yeah okay this is like the movie master of disguise their mission was to protect president (laughs) president ulysses grant the united states from a manner of dangerous threats whoa what this is yeah well where does drew hill fit in know what i mean yeah right good we're point. going straight to andrew well that's all circle, the time we have circle. for today that's it thanks everybody uh tune in next uh, <laughs> uh next week for uh missy elliott's uh you know uh i can't stand the rain music video recap <laughs> she's got the puffy suit remember that i can't stand the rain uh, that's probably not what that song is called um Anyway, Andrew, uh, circle the wagons card game for two. And it's a rondel system. How about that, Andrew? Yo, I love it. How about that? So basically what you do is now there's only 18 cards that come with this game, Andrew. This we well, I happen to have the uh, the wallet edition of this game, essentially. I think they make a, a, a combo pack where you get like the solo expansion along with the cards in a box, but... I've actually got the 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 original uh, wallet game, which is to say, it's like a little bifold that you keep all 18 cards in, and it's made by Buttonshy. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to New Jersey Buttonshy. Yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, and people at home were going, uh, excuse me, this is a game that only has 18 cards, and that's it. And they're like, that can't possibly be. It can't. This must be the worst. It's you're wrong. It's actually really good and it only needs 18 cards and what you do andrew is you on the on one side is a is cut up into quadrants and you have things like like we said cows and guns and uh pickaxes and things like that and beer all uh one of those things is going to be in each of the quadrants and they're also going to be a background behind those things of uh, one of, I think, five or six different terrains. You got snow, you got water, you got desert, you got plains, et I think it's tree I th- forest. Yeah, I think it's six symbols on six different mm-hmm. color backgrounds. I think that's right. And then they're all kind of mixed up, four, four of those up. things on each card, right? 
And so, so you pull out a card, and maybe in the top left you got a cow, and it's on the water. Crazy, right? <laughs> and then you, and in the top right you got a pickaxe, and it's on the snow. And the bottom right you got another cow, and it's on the desert. And the bottom left, you know, you've got a beer, and it's on the plains or something like that. So you get the idea. That's one side of the card. And then the other side of the card is uh, like a scoring mechanism you know what i mean where it's like hey you get three points if you put a cow next to a beer or something like that you know what i mean (laughs) and uh and you set out three of those and then you put all the rest of the cards the remaining 15 cards into a circle andrew hello (laughs) and um circle the wagons remember the Uh name of the game i do remember and uh and then you go around picking cards and putting playing them into your tableau andrew tableau come on Well, you, you say stuff up. you say tableau. I say right. You're supposed to be imagining that you're kind of settling some land, so you're kind of creating. Yeah, like, I think they call it a boom town. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so you're a boom town. You're creating your own boom town. All right, I don't think. Yep. People in the boom town, uh, which is where, saying which tableau. is a town that's, uh, you know, where the mayor is Boomhauer from uh, King of the Hill. <laughs> Bring it on, Mark. That's right. Um. That's that's my impression of Boomhauer. Thank you, Andrew. Um, I'll take your compliment off the air. Uh, but uh, anyway, Andrew, <laughs> in the, it's a rondel system, which, hey, uh, eagle-eared listeners might uh, remember from um, Patchwork episode. They might remember how that mechanism works where, hey, man, you can, you can go anywhere you want on that, uh, you know, around the circle, but... Whatever you skip along the way, your opponent can have a chance to get, and in this case, does get. You just if you if you don't want the next card that you're supposed to take, and you want to skip down, skip over two cards, and then take the next card after that. Well, you're gonna have to give up those cards that you skip to your opponent. They get to play it into their boom town, and so that could help them. So it's uh you know it's the whole strategy of trying to figure out. So you got those three scoring mechanism cards. You go okay, I want to try to aim for that. Um, and so certain cards are going to be better for that than others, but is it worth skipping over, um, mm-hmm. certain cards to get to the ones that are better or should I just wait it out, et cetera, et cetera. Well, and it's, it's that classic mechanism where it's like, well, I really want that one, but do I want to give my opponent these other cards that I'm skipping? So you have to also be paying attention to your opponent's board and what they're trying to accomplish. Now you both yep. you both have the same win conditions, so you also it makes it a little bit easier to pay attention to. Well, I know that Pete is trying to get a bunch of cows, and so I'm not going to give him all those cows, right? So I'm going to scoop those up. Right. So, but the cool thing is that after and it goes pretty quick. I mean, you how long's a game? What do you think? Fifteen minutes, maybe? Oh, you know, if that. Yes. And so yeah, maybe maybe shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so. After that, you shuffle them all back up, and then you play again, but you flip over three uh, different cards, maybe, and yep. now you have totally different win conditions. So, um, yep. or not not win condition, but scoring conditions, I guess, right? You score mm-hmm. bonus points yes. for certain things. Right, because you set out three random ones every game. So the chances are, like, the, the number of combinations of those, you know what I mean, is uh, pretty high. I think I saw <laughs> somebody run the math on that, and it's pretty high. Yeah, it's several thousand different combinations you can make with these. Uh, so every mm-hmm. game you play is going to be different, and so you have different yep. goals. So, and plus the yep. the and ra- then the and then you add into circle. that the, yeah yeah the random ass, um, assortment of the cards right around the rondel. So I mean, then you know 
Every every game theoretically should be different. You know what I mean? Unless you play this a bajillion times or whatever. You know what I mean? So there is uh, that's really cool. There is a fair bit of math at the end. Uh, it helps to have a calculator for somebody dumb like me. But uh, it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't too bad. You just take it one color at a time. You know, people out there who, who you can listen you to the can show. download the dumb guy calculator in the <laughs> uh, in the Apple App Store. People who listen to the show know that I don't like to be adding up a bunch of victory points all over. But this one, I feel like it just keeps it simple. I'll save my review for the very end. But um, it's yeah, it's People not quite as listen to the show. No, I love that. Yeah, Pete loves that already, so that's a given. But it wasn't. <laughs> it uh, you only have three different scoring things to pay attention to, plus your base scoring. It's just it's plus not as the much. Base, as... And the base scoring, I know we just skipped over it pretty quickly, but uh, you know, it's it's based on. How many of those we mentioned terrain, you know, like uh, snow and water and desert and plains and stuff like that. And when you when you get those into like a big block together next to each other, you know what I mean? Because you can overlap cards um, as well as setting them next to each other. And so you can kind of create these blocks of multiple quadrants all together. And, you know, you get score for your biggest block of all the different terrains all together. Um, but, yeah, so that in addition to the uh, those those random scoring mechanisms that you set up in the beginning of the game, those win conditions, those scoring conditions, um, it gives you your score. Bingo, bango. You just go around that circle taking cards. You only have to go around once because by the time you get to the end of that circle, there ain't going to be no more cards, Andrew. And then you just look at your town and you go, how did I do? And I'll say like that you the... said, super quick. I'll say that the scoring conditions on the back of the cards, they all have clever little names that are kind of wild west themed yeah. as well. They kind of make sense um yeah with the with the uh thing that you're trying to do you know and like pete said mm-hmm. it's like it's like oh you gotta try and get you score an extra two points for every cow that's next to a gun or whatever it is you know or or Oof, uh or or if you have like arm and it's called like cow cow revolt or whatever or like arm cow revolution <laughs> and it's like Right, exactly. There is one. There is one scoring condition called "circle the wagons," and I think that's where you you if you get four wagons in like a little square, then you score extra points or something like that. So, mm-hmm. yep, um, all kinds of fun things like that. Yeah, it's well made. It's um, and before I get into more about what I like about how well made it is, Andrew, who made it? When did they make it? Etc. Fill me in on some history of this game, Andrew. <laughs> why would somebody make this game? Um, this game the was... What, where, why, and how? <laughs> I can tell you're a real journalist. Um, this game was made in 2017, uh, published by Button Shy, as you mentioned, uh, a company out mm-hmm. of New Jersey, uh, designed by three fellows by the name of Stephen Aramini, Danny Devine, or maybe Devine, and Paul Kluka. Never heard these names pronounced, so sorry, Steve, Danny, and Paul. But anyway, um, these uh, these guys. So Button Shy was having this kind of contest for a a pocket game. You know, uh, mm-hmm. kind of set it out there like who could design a game that would literally fit in your pocket. And this game won the contest among seventy different entries. So they they really liked the game. Wow. Yeah, and. This one, as far as I could tell when I looked it up, this one is probably the the most popular pocket game in their series. Uh, so Button Shy has this whole pocket series that is like 35 plus games. So tons of these games that can fit yeah. in your pocket. And yeah, uh, I, I think ha- I have a I have a, a few of them. I I have a honestly a, a a nice handful of them. 
Um, and yeah, I think you're right. This is definitely at least one of the most popular. There might be one more popular than that, and it's from the same guy. Are you yeah. about to get into that? But yeah, yeah, sp- okay. So the other one is Sprawlopolis. It's called Sprawlopolis, yep. like a city themed one. It's basically it, we've played that one, Pete. It's it's kind of similar yep. where you have cards and you're trying to overlap them. It's more of a cooperative thing. But it was designed mm-hmm. designed by these same guys. Um, they designed uh, Circle the Wagons first because obviously that was for the yep. contest, and then um, then Buttonshy liked them like their game so much, you know that they had a relationship. Obviously at that point, so they were like, okay, we'll design another one. They designed Sprawlopolis, kind of kind of similar, but definitely definitely a lot different. Uh, I did not have board game relations <laughs> with Steve Aramid. You know what I mean? These guys also have another one. <laughs> These guys also have another one that fits in your pocket, which uh, I haven't played. I don't know if you have this one. Uh, it's called Agropolis. It's like it's like I do awesome. have that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's kind of an expansion or like a spiritual successor to Sprawlopolis. It uses right. the same exact um, rules, but it's just like a different setting essentially. Right. So anyway, and I, I actually. I also have Combopolis, Andrew, and it com- and it combines the the two together into one big game. <laughs> See, that's great. Pete, uh, Pete brought out this Sprawlopolis game one time when we were at a barbecue. There were a bunch of people who weren't our friends were there, and uh, you know, I was I was uh, I'm Sprawlopolis. You know, is fine, I think, but I was distracted by trying to watch my kid with one eye and then also watching all these people who were not my friends with the other eye like uh, i don't really want to be playing a board game with you guys right now yeah andrew was so, cross-eyed the entire time yeah i just know. it just it, gave like me a weird a, feeling a little rascals episode or something like that you know what i mean <laughs> it gave me a weird feeling Spank, so spanky was like hey guys <laughs> this isn't gonna be a reference nobody <laughs> uh guys guys 50 and up loving this reference sorry right. i'm just gonna stop it now you know what i mean <laughs> They're loving a the little rascals references. Yeah, right. Um, anyway, the whole point of that was to say that um, I like Circle of Wagons better than Sprawlopolis, even yeah, though yeah, even too. though Sprawlopolis might be a little more popular at this point in time. Right. Anyway, mm-hmm. I read I read an interview with these guys, and uh, they say that uh, they listed Patchwork as a big influence, which we obviously saw um, with that mm-hmm. Rondell system. So they specifically mentioned Patchwork. Thought I'd point that out. Now these three would. Um, design games by night kind of work on them like after work and then play test them during their lunch break so i wasn't sure if they i couldn't figure out if they what their day job is first of all and if they work together like that's why they're friends or they maybe Mm -hmm. work maybe work near each other maybe they work in the city and they you know they meet for lunch or something like that but anyway most of their games are pretty short to play uh, because they needed. Well, to be Andrew, able to... get get back to us on that one. You know, what I mean, uh, don't leave our listeners. You know, I'm gonna need you to dox the <laughs> dox this guy. Find out where he works. You know what I mean? I scoured LinkedIn and I could not what figure out. Social no. security name is I should... so, social security name, <laughs> social security number, uh, and also the name on the social security card would be good. Too, right, right, right. Um, <laughs> no, uh, the point is that uh, most of their games are short. Uh, in time because they needed enough time to be able to sneak this in during their lunch break. So which this this game is yeah. perfect for that, you know. Uh, and also it, right, and also the cards are barbecue sauce repellent. Right, exactly. You get any barbecue sauce on there, no problem. Um, now, all right, so originally they were they had the idea of kind of making the little uh, tableau, the little map in front of you of your boomtown, and they found that that was just not replayable enough. You know, just just matching up the colors and the symbols is like, eh. 
But when they yeah. thought of the different scoring conditions on the back of the cards, that's when it got fun. And for me, that that is the fun part of the game is that it's different every time. It's ingenious. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just like you have eight. So you have 18 cards and you have 18 fronts to the card, which are 18 different things that you can shuffle up and 18 backs to the cards, which are 18 other different things. You know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> right. such a tight design yeah. to have to use the front and the back of these cards and make it so that you that that's the reason you need so few of them you know mm-hmm. they said that their favorite uh win conditions are claim jumpers and one mm. too many and that's because these are the ones yeah. where you have to p- kind of pay attention to what your opponent is doing because your your bonus score is based on like how many of a certain thing you have compared to your opponent and then you do a little math ah, equation with that yeah. so I like the ones where where you have to pay attention to the other person. Uh, yeah, I like those too. I mean, when you and I were playing with some of those types of things before too, we definitely were like sat up at our seats and we're like, all right, well, time to get a little bit more serious here. I got to make sure I got to <laughs> right. pay, pay special attention. You know, we were like, well, if I even before the game started, we were like, well, I got to make sure I do this, but then I also got to make sure you don't do that. So right. hold on, I got to I got to double focus this time. They said that they wanted to make sure that the win conditions were kind of all unique and not carbon copies of each other. So, like, yeah. for, in- like for instance, it would be boring, right, if, they, if it were, like, you know, sc- score an extra point for every group of three cows and then score an extra point for yeah. every group of three pickaxes and score an extra point right. for every... So they tried not to do that, um, which I think mm-hmm. they succeeded in, really. Uh, it makes it I more, did, more yeah. replayable. Because otherwise... Yeah, and, just... and like you said, it, it, it makes for a very nice application of the theme. You know what I mean? Like, at right. its core, this is just kind of an abstract uh, placement game, you know what I mean, or whatnot. Uh, so it could have theoretically been anything. It could be ninjas or whatever, right. uh, or pirates or something like that. But they put the extra love and care, the extra TLC into into things like the like you know coming up with those you know scoring conditions that, yeah. uh, like you said, that are very personalized and and have a nice theme application. A little flavor. Um, little but flavor. yeah, like, like I said, that th- this one was such a big success, it led to Sprawlopolis and then some more. And uh, these guys have also. Uh, does especially especially Stephen Aramini? He's he's got several games under his belt. Uh, not all pocket sized, but um, so you can you know check them out there. They've got some good ones. Well, uh, let me put it this way, Andrew. If he's got a bunch of games under his belt, I'm gonna hope they're pocket sized, Andrew. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because um, and I hope uh, you know they fit in the pockets of his pants you get what i'm saying under his belt he's got four pockets well now now you got me thinking about like the wild west and this game literally you could fit under your belt if you had one of those giant belt buckles that maybe a cowboy might wear you know you could hide it hide it right under that belt buckle Uh, i think it'd be perfect for that that's a good point um i last thing i wanted to mention was because i know you when we played this, uh, you mentioned that you liked the artwork, and that's by mm-hmm. uh, an artist named Beth Sobel. Sobel, maybe Sobel. Oh, awesome. Uh, not sure, <laughs> but uh, Beth has designed or uh, done artwork on a few other games. One notable one that I saw was uh, Herbaceous. Herbaceous. Um, oh, which is like you seen that one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, like plants. And- it's known as, you know, one of the most beautiful games. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. like, uh, yeah. Every time I see people post about that one on uh, on social media, it's always like, look at this gorgeous artwork. You know, that's always the comment on that. So, 
Oh, and oh wow, and she, and Andrew, she did the um, artwork on Wingspan, which is another beautiful. Oh yeah, of course. Game that is yeah all. Um, this makes perfect sense now, Andrew. Uh-huh. This makes perfect sense to me now. So you like so you like that? You're a big fan of her artwork. Well, yeah, of course. Wait, now I am seeing though that. Uh, Oh, okay. There's actually three different artists on on Wingspan, but uh, but she's a part of that, and I can see that influence. I, I would say I, I, I see the connection is what I'll say there, uh, and I am I am a fan of that, Andrew. Thank you very much. So you give it a good review. Speaking of reviews, Pete, can we review on this? Review on this. Yeah, Andrew, we can definitely review on this. I will say that um, one of the reasons to touch back on the artwork that uh, that it strikes a chord with me is that I would refer to it as pleasantly fuzzy, Andrew. <laughs> and are some of these reviews pleasantly funny? Well, there's only one way to find out, uh, Andrew. I'm gonna, sorry, did you say pleasantly gonna, funny? F- pleasantly, did I? You might have. Maybe these are maybe these are pleasantly funny. Pleasantly funny. That, I think that's our new. I think that's our new tagline for this show. It's like, what kind of, mm, what kind of podcast is it? Funny. Well, it's it's pleasantly funny. Well, it's you know pleasantly funny. Oh, it's like, is it very funny? Mm, it's it's a pleasant amount of funny. You know what I mean? It's not too funny. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's just a pleasant um, amount of funny. Yeah, I love it's a it. Pleasant amount of funny. I'm tweeting that. Uh, it's like v- the vanilla ice cream of funny. It's not too. It's not, you know. <laughs> Not too flavorful, but... Right, right. Um, <laughs> Andrew, um, now, after that review of our podcast coming from us, I got to get into the reviews <laughs> of this game, Andrew. This is, of course, the segment where we're going to, um, you know, review some of the reviews, I would say, for this okay. uh, for this game and, fi- and figure out kind of what's going on with these folks on the internet, Andrew. This person gave it a 4 out of 10. They said, oh. when playing solo, scoring the opponent involves too much counting for my taste okay so first of all you're talking about the solo variation andrew which i mentioned before is an expansion to this game you can get one where you it was like an add-on after the fact that you can play it solo right um so get your review off of the base game first of all right (laughs) there you can go ahead and leave this review on the the page for the expansion thanks very much second of all the solo scoring takes too long. Is that the argument here, Andrew? Because I'm sorry, Mr. Busy. You know, you were playing a board game all alone in a corner of your house. So I assumed that you had like three minutes to calculate the score that you had. You know what I mean? I didn't realize I didn't realize you were getting a quick solo card game in before meeting your 20 hottest friends at the club for Drake night. You know what I mean? Like, get out of here. This person's like, I don't have time for Yes, you do. You have yes, you do have time for this. You <laughs> right. know how I know because you're playing a solo expansion to it. You know. <laughs> anyway, got plenty of Andrew, time. Andrew, this we got plenty of time, so have fun scoring it. Andrew, this person gave it a four out of ten, and they said way too abstract for me. Hey, dog, this game is really it's it it's just about having more of something specific like cows on grass or whatever. You know what I mean? Or like more red tiles altogether. It's it's like this, this is not too abstract. If this is too <laughs> abstract for you, I honestly don't know any board this, games you could be into. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, <laughs> this is somebody who who wants to paint all the miniatures 
in their game and then you know play yeah. it that way like it, they want a realistic yes kind of yeah they just want to play warhammer yeah right they want to play exactly. war games. there you go yeah, i'm, I'm dancing around it war. yeah you got it they either want to play a war game or they just want to play i don't know don't break the ice i guess you know what i mean uh, <laughs> except don't that maybe daddy. maybe maybe there's too many metaphors in that one for them yeah don't wake daddy yeah <laughs> Yeah, they're like, hmm. The thing is, though, I don't know how I'm directly waking Daddy in this one. It's like, get out of here. <laughs> Andrew, don't wake Daddy thing. Uh, uh, my uh, my kid went to like a home daycare and they had a copy of Don't Wake Daddy, and all the kids gathered around to play it. He must have been like one at this time. And yeah, they play that game. You know, you play that game. It's like Russian roulette. You press that button as many times, and then the dad like pops up, and it's like bang. You know, right. Uh, Scared the crap out of him and uh, traumatized yeah. <laughs> to the point well, where, like, they couldn't even take it out of the closet because uh, it would, it, you know, <laughs> he, he saw the box and he's like, ah! Now we're talking. I love to hear that there are more sensitive boys coming into the world, Andrew, <laughs> as as one myself. You know what I mean? Uh, we yeah. need more. Yeah. Uh, as a cancer, you know what I mean? Um, as a water, As a water sign, I love to hear fellow, you know. Andrew, um, uh, that's great. And also, maybe it's good that he's traumatized by the idea of waking daddy. You know what I mean? Get you some were, more sleep, Andrew. Were you just checking your horoscope? Because I saw you just tweet. You just yeah. tweeted something about horoscopes today. Now, you know, bring <laughs> up yours. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of horoscope talk from me recently. Yeah, I um, feel like that's a, something on your mind. Uh, you... Yeah, you know, just trying to figure out my future, Andrew. Right. You know? <laughs> Okay, Andrew, this person gave it a 5 out of 10, and they wrote, A little more randomness than I like in the drafting mechanism, though. And, uh, Andrew, counter-argument, no, there's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is it is a Rondel drafting system, so you literally see everything available in the game. And then you calculate what would be best for you to pick. And one might even argue that is the opposite of randomness. So I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and case case closed on this review. The only <laughs> the only random part is when you put them out in the circle. But once you do that, right? I mean, if you're smart enough, you could probably like count cards and really do figure out like what the best optimal strategy is. Yeah. Oh, like there's no randomness at all there. Right. It, yeah. yeah. There's no randomness in the drafting of the cards. It's just like yeah. So you know. Send them to send get them out of here. Get they're strapping them to the rail as we speak, Andrew. <laughs> All right. And this person gave it a five out of ten. They said the gameplay itself is entertaining enough, though, with fairly limited options. But the way the game plays, you're likely to spend as much time counting points each round as actually playing. Okay. Now this person's acting like this is a bad thing, Andrew. What did you write this? You know what I mean? <laughs> I love calculating points, Andrew. I love it. You know this about me. You know what I mean? Right. So to me, half the time spent playing and then half the time spent calculating the score sounds like heaven. <laughs> so I don't know why I don't know why this person gave it a five out of ten with this review. My review would be a ten out of ten with that kind of you know, loved it. Half the time was spent scoring it. You know what I mean? Anyway. <laughs> Andrew, this person gave it a six out of ten and they said quite opaque. Can't understand the rationale to skip cards as most cards seem kind of similar. So, two possibilities, Andrew, for what's going on here. Number one, this person got a misprint where all the cards are the same card. So okay. that's that's possible. You wow. know what I mean? Okay. 
And in that case, I would totally understand this review, and then I would not have any, you know, criticism of it. Now, number two is that the person does not know how to play this game. <laughs> right. uh, and in that case, in the case of number two, Andrew, I would humbly suggest that they learn to play the game. Um, yeah, good advice. <laughs> I don't understand, you know, why you would want to skip a card. Okay, the, do you want to maybe open the directions again? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just like... <laughs> Andrew, this person gave it a 7 out of 10. They said, the art is legible, but nothing special. Now, oh. Andrew, this person is from Bulgaria, so I'm, I'm not going to oh. make fun of you know their word choice. I'm going to give them leeway with the word legible, You know, not something we often use with artwork, blah, blah, blah. Um, but come on, Andrew. As we've established, the art is really good. You know what I mean? So... This right. guy is leaving, you know, I, this is the kind of guy who would, like, leave a review for the Mona Lisa saying, eh, you know, this is a little bit smaller than I thought it would be and only remarkable for being legible. Uh, excuse me, <laughs> the Mona Lisa is a little bit more than legible, my man. It's kind of a masterpiece. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying about the, <laughs> the, card, the card game here. You know what I mean? Uh, well, I, the art's good. I don't know why anybody would, you know what I mean? This, I, I guess some people call it bland and that I, that I kind of understand, I guess, but it's like to not to, if you're going like into the, if you're not neutral or positive on this artwork, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. you and it's, it's, it's supposed to be like little kind of symbols, like easy to recognize things, but they're right. not, they're not like simple. Like it could have been like simple little, like a, like a symbol that represents a cow, but it's a nice looking cow. Uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's somebody a nice put some time cow, into it. Andrew. Okay. Yeah. It's and, a pleasantly yeah, fuzzy I mean, cow. People, listen, people, it's pleasantly fuzzy cow. Um, and this is a pleasantly funny review. You know what I mean, Andrew? <laughs> uh, the people, this is just another guy who wants Captain America or whatever, you know what I mean, on all of his cards. You know what I mean? And, and on uh, his wants office. His cow, wants his frame And on his, his office. office. Just, just for instance, just randomly, you know what I mean? Maybe some, maybe a guy who has comic book artwork, you know what I mean? On his wall, that's it's one of those types of guys. You know what I mean? They don't want to. They're like the cat. I don't know. The cow's fine, but the cow doesn't like have a gun. You know what I mean? Right. Or like the cow, the cow doesn't have like a six pack or whatever. Right, or, right. Uh, and it's like, mm, all right, well, I kind of, I kind of just want my cow to be kind of like a nice, pleasant, you know, depiction of a cow. I don't really want it to be, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, have a, have a leotard on or whatever. Andrew, this person gave it a 7 out of 10. They said, small game, lots of meat. So kind of an interesting way to look at, Andrew, <laughs> you know, how many how many cows are in this game, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, I they're not dairy cows, I, I'll admit. I don't think, I don't deign to, uh, you know, believe that the cowboys in this game are raising these cows, you know, just for milk. But, um, but I don't need, I don't know that you need to skip the step where they're like living their life as a cow in pastures and just refer to them as meat right away. You know what I mean? It's a small game. There's a lot of depictions of meat on here. Well, they're still cows actually. So, you know, <laughs> this is kind of like the person, I don't know if you remember, we had a review a while back. I don't remember what game it was where they said they needed more juice. Like they're measuring on the juice. More juice. Yeah. Sometimes these people get a little wacky with their descriptions. You know what I mean? They're, they're hitting thesaurus.com backslash, deviant art you know what i mean or whatever for their you know they want juice they want a lot of meat they want sloppy steaks is what they want all right go ahead they want sloppy (laughs) steaks now we're talking shout out to tim robinson andrew this is the last one they gave it an eight out of ten they said very quick and clever two player 
I imagine or I envision playing this in a restaurant waiting for food to arrive. Kind of a specific vision to have, Andrew, don't you think? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I'm just imagining this guy getting angry, like at a work meeting. And he's like going to his happy place, which is the vision of him playing this game while waiting for a meal to arrive. You know what I mean? He's envisioning, he's envisioning himself playing this game, playing well, Circle the Wagons, waiting for his sloppy steaks to arrive. And the boss, and the the boss is like, "Hey, are you listening? You know what I mean? Because uh, you know, Doug apologized for what he said." And we want you to like come back to the meeting now. So just imagine that like your meal has arrived and you have to put the game on hold or, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, to be fair though, the, as I said, the designers did play test this during lunch. So maybe, maybe that is what they were going for. Maybe know? there's something there. Maybe that is the ideal way to do this. Andrew. Yeah. we got to revisit during lunchtime. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think this person might be onto something. Huh? Well, uh, Andrew, uh, let's go ahead and make plans now, and why don't we invite our uh, our good friend? Oh, wait, here he is right now. We can we can we can ask him if he wants to come to lunch uh, in person because there's a knock at the door, and I think I know who it is. It's Doctor Fraser Crane. Doctor Fraser Crane. Okay, Andrew, let's go ahead and get right down to it, and you know, Doctor Crane, you. Go ahead and join us as well, and join us for lunch on this date. Sliding him a piece of paper with the date on it, and he's nodding, and we're set for that <laughs> lunch meeting. Andrew and Fraser, let's count down the top ten phrases you'd hear someone say while playing Circle the Wagons. Number ten. My happy cows are in the clearing, which really gives this place some small-town charm. Number nine. Hey, I ended up with a lot of beers in my town. You want to come over and get a sloppy drunk tonight? Number eight. Nothing like riding the wagon train through gold country with some cool water. Number seven. Hey, I ended up with a lot of cows in my town. You want to come over and watch them graze tonight? Number six. All right, let's get all the bootleggers together, circle the wagons, and have one too many. Number five. Hey, I ended up with a lot of forts in my town. You want to come over and uh, be totally protected tonight? Number four. Got my rifles ready for target practice because I love the prairie life. Number three. Hey, I ended up with a lot of wagons in my town. You want to come over and easily transport a lot of goods tonight? Number two. Okay, I have fortified my undiscovered herd. Number one. Hey, I ended up with a lot of mines in my town. You want to come over and do some back-breaking physical labor in poor working conditions tonight? Hey, all you out there in podcast land. Yeah, we're just popping into our own show to interrupt and uh, tell you about a little something we got called Patreon. Um, I know that a lot of you maybe uh, remember the 90s. Pete, do you remember the 90s? The 90s. The 90s. Hmm. Sounds familiar, but remind me um, what that was like, Andrew. Okay, yeah. The 90s was pretty much you were on the playground playing a game called Pogs. Okay? Little card... Oh, now I remember Pogs. Yes. Little cardboard discs with uh, cool illustrations on them and different designs. Well, do you want to get access to some custom Pogs uh, that are all thematically related to your favorite podcast? Who can play that game? Well, you can if you visit us on Patreon. You can have access to... We'll mail physical pogs to you uh, in the mail. And you can touch something that Pete and I have touched with our hands. It's it's collectible each month. Different designs relating to each episode and other running gags that we have here on the show. Really cool collector's item. 
So I'm going to get one pog a month, Andrew? That's, uh, that's not bad, I guess. No, 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 Pete. That's a set of six pogs every month. Every month I'm going to get six pogs. Each pog has an individual design on it that relates to my, my favorite podcast in one way or another, whether it be an inside joke or a specific episode. or. That's right. Wow. You can check that out if you visit Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash two can play that game podcast so check it out today okay i'm just about to do it actually you know what i'll just bookmark it and come back to it later because we gotta uh get back to the show andrew chess break okay it's time to take a little break from circling up those wagons let's circle up our knights and our bishops you know let's play some chess here yes andrew kind of like the has anybody you think anybody's ever done Wild West um, ch- themed chess? Probably, uh, right? yes. Cowboys and you yeah, name today. it, name it, and yes, it's name been done. it, it's done it. But nobody's ever done Simpsons chess, right, Andrew? <laughs> Just get you know, nobody's yeah. ever done Family Guy chess, have they? No, Simpsons did it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Simpsons. Did All it. right, Andrew. So go ahead and tell me which Simpson you're moving today, because it's your move. <laughs> All right, it is my move in our ongoing game of chess, which we play one move of every show. And uh, you know what, Pete? I was I took a long time, actually, this time looking at the board. Usually I don't take that long looking at it. Um, <laughs> and I have assessed that if... like I would say if this were like a chess tournament or something, I would resign right now because it's not, really? looking, it's not looking good for me. I really... There is no way out of this. Um... But that's not how we do things around here, my friend. So I am going to be dragging this thing out as long as possible. Okay, there's no <laughs> resigning allowed here. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to be moving my queen once. I believe it's one space. I'm not looking at the board right now, but I'm moving my queen to f6. Okay, Andrew. I see. Oh my God, Andrew. You know what I just realized is. <laughs> Well, we will discuss this on the next episode, I'll say, Andrew. That's all I that's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Well, Andrew Wait, did I um, did I did I move my uh, queen into some some horrible position? Did I miss something? No. Well, no, I think Oh <laughs> uh, Andrew, I think I could end this next episode and I'm not but I will not. I refuse to because <laughs> when the <laughs> Because as the right, viewers, right. as the as the listeners might know, um, th- we will be forced to play hold on, hold <laughs> a game of. Well, I guess you know. I guess that being said, um, the uh, the 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 game that we're going to cover next episode. Um, no, no, would, would be done kind of quick. No, it wouldn't be. No, we're going to discuss this next episode. Why I will not will not Let's... checkmate you next episode. <laughs> okay, uh, now I'm looking at the board, and yeah, you're. Oh man, I I yep, I screwed this up. Um, <laughs> uh, there weren't too much else I could. do. I guess there was another. I could have moved my rook instead, but I moved my queen now. Yeah, and that opened up something you've for taken you. Your, okay, you've well, taken your figurative fingers off the uh, piece, Andrew. Yeah, so I took my fingers off. The, I can't. I can't. No backing up. It's on tape. All right. So. Now the ball is in my court, and uh, <laughs> we shall see. We shall see what my next. Oh move boy, is here, wow, Andrew. But, you know what, Pete? I did that on purpose so that the really? game could end next week, just because. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. 
<laughs> Andrew, we'll fig we'll find out. Um, uh, tune in next week, folks. But speaking of t- uh, the tuning in, Andrew, why don't you t- why don't you tune in, why don't you tune into an acquaintance call? It boy, that was so good. Acquaintance call in. Yeah, that's right. It's time for another acquaintance call in here on the show. Of course, this is the part of the show where we're going to talk to somebody who most, you know, a lot of shows would probably refer to as like a friend of the show. But uh, for us, we don't do that here, right? That would just be just be not true for us. So um, <laughs> we're just going to talk to an acquaintance instead, just somebody just somebody that we happen to know here. So, uh, Pete, who do we have on the line today for acquaintance call in? Oh, good question, Andrew. So today we are thrilled to have Ellie Dix with us. And Ellie is a teacher, a game designer at the Dark Imp, the host of The Game School on the Teacher Hug Radio, and uh, author of the board game Family, Reclaim Your Children from the Screen. So please welcome to the show, Ellie. Ellie, thanks for joining us. Hi, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for coming. Um, So, uh, Ellie, we are talking today on this episode about Circle the Wagons, which was kind of a really nice surprise for Andrew and I because... um, I I got it. Uh, somebody slid it to me basically on on the on the sly, and they were like, "I think you'll like this." And it's so small, obviously. And so Andrew and I were looking for something. We had something planned where we might need like a smaller game because we were going to try to squeeze two games into one day, kind of thing. And then before we knew it, um, the other game that we were playing was quite bad. Uh, and so we were super glad that we finished with this small game that turned out to be really good. Um, and I, um, one reason that I reached out to you, other than the fact that you are a terrific gaming mind, is that I happen to know that you really enjoy Circle the Wagons as a game. Is that true? I do. I love it. I think it's a yeah. brilliant game. Yes. Yeah, yeah we you had said it's very small. Series. Obviously, very small. it's only 18 cards, but yes. it's there's so much game in those in that small wallet in the you know that in that 18 cards that it's unbelievable i mean it as a game designer it's sort of mind-blowing and it's really inspirational at the same time yeah that was actually my first question for you was was as someone who designs games and has multiple games now um under your belt as a designer the fact that what they pulled off with this is is impressive right you were just saying i mean even as someone who who isn't even thinking about designing games um other than as a as a joke for this uh for this for this podcast i have to take a step back and be like wow they really did it they really made an 18 card game that really feels good you know what i mean yeah Um, it's and it's it's a it's no mean feat obviously i mean i think it's really easy when you play this game to see wow this is impressive that they've managed to get so much game in in so little format um but uh, but it's really about that replayability Mm -hmm. and the replayability comes from the fact that you select three cards which are the scoring conditions and on the reverse of each card are these scoring conditions so you always take out three and and really you're playing with 15 cards rather than 18 but the three you select and the way those scoring conditions work together are different every time and yeah. and with taking three choosing three from 18 there's a lot of different options there mm-hmm. and then of course you have the cards in the circle and so and you can you know you might choose a different card to start with so even though it feels like with 18 cards 
you know, you're going to get a very similar playing experience each time. It's not the case. They've yes. managed to get this really exciting replayability uh, and variability, uh, and, and it's clever. And yeah. I really yeah. appreciate that. Absolutely. Now, Ellie, I happen to agree with everything you said there. You also happen to mention that this game fits into a wallet. Uh, I just yeah. have to ask you, have you ever accidentally, you know, tried to pay for something with cards from this game or <laughs> anything like that? Yeah. You know, I, if, I, if I was someone like Darren Brown, I might be able to do mind tricks and pay. But, you know, I think probably it's uh, I'd rather keep the game, to be perfectly yeah. honest. And <laughs> yes. I do always have one of these games or something like it in my wallet because I'm a big uh, proponent for going out and, you know, for to cafes and things and playing games and just playing games wherever. Basically, any time yeah. you get to play a game play a game yeah. so i've always got games in my handbag and these are brilliant for that mm -hmm. but yeah i don't really want to pay with them because i want to keep the game <laughs> I and, know, he, I, and yeah. i'm in the uk and yes. it and we can get button shy games direct from their website uh but they it, they take a long time and they're yeah. not very they're, and they're quite expensive with postage and there aren't there's only one uh stockist over here so uh, so and they don't have all of them so yeah i'm gonna keep hold of it <laughs> and and oh, wow. well ellie now i don't know if the if i should say this you know on the record because i don't i i think this is kind of legal but button shy is right in our backyard i'm just saying if you ever need something you know what i mean let us oh. know because we we can we can very easily that's that's uh, they're based over. out of new new jersey so that's okay. kind of right in our backyard and, okay. and um so you know i'll bear that in mind thank <laughs> you keep that much. in mind exactly contraband you know what i mean i don't know what the uh, current uh, uh you know what i mean embargo is against the uk for uh wallet games but uh you know yeah they're pretty easy to slip through i think <laughs> yeah good Phew. um that's that's terrific uh i i recently actually had a had a chance to go out to a uh like a, a cafe or a bar with this as well it's so portable it's so yep. amazing how how portable that is and that fits right into your um pastiche your your whole approach to gaming right ellie which is yep. that it's supposed to bring people together and it's yep. not supposed to just be something that's like a game night where everybody huddles into a dark basement you know what i mean and right. um you know and and gets a south park episode made about them or something like that it's supposed to be more like normalized you know what i yeah. mean and and because it's just a fun thing to do with friends right yeah. um and, and i and, think that, that you know you have we've all got used to pulling our phones out and playing a game on our phone yes. in any five ten minutes that we have yeah. and it seems a bit of a no-brainer that we could be pulling out other things and doing other things with that time and yeah. games in small formats allow us to do that so yeah, I design lots of games in small formats myself yep. and I encourage people, I talk about them a lot and I encourage people to go out and get them because it is no harder really to get this out and play than it is to get uh, a phone out and put that in the middle of the table and play with somebody else. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, that's, that's, I could, that's such a, a good point is that 
I mean, hitting a button to start an app, what's the difference between pulling out these 18 cards? You know what I mean? And honestly, I, I think everybody on this call would agree that it it's more, it feels better to, to yeah. pull out something like Circle the Wagons. It's It yeah. doesn't feel as mindless. You know what I mean? Right. It, I'm not uh, hit tapping a bird, you know, 50 times or whatever. Not, you know, I'm not trying to throw shit, not trying to get in a war with a flappy bird or whatever. But And, uh, you're, you know, not, and you're not being distracted by the notifications that are coming in on your phone at the same time. Yeah, that's and pretty also, key. So you're you are showing anyone who happens to be around you, whether you're playing a solo game or a two player game or a game for more people that you're showing other people that there are things like this and, yeah. you know, you're exposing them to them. You know, people are much yes. more likely to come over to you and ask you what you're playing on your table if you're playing cards or with yes. some cards than if you're playing on your phone, no one's going to come over and and, mm -hmm. and want to say, oh, what's that game on your phone? Because yeah. it'll just look like they're spying on you and it'd be weird. Yeah. Yes, but but yes. when you've got cards out, you're sort of inviting people to take a look, really. And it yes. helps us get the hobby out to more people. Yes, so true. I, yeah, nobody's going to come over and be like, uh, hey, you know, well, it looks like it looks like there's an old man with a bow tie. He's about to if you pull the wrong lever, he's going to get he's going to fall into acid. You know what I mean? Like, it's just too much. <laughs> but uh, one of those types of games that are all over the place these days. Um, the and I and I actually I can speak uh, truth to that from that story. When I was at that you know bar playing this game, um, people were passing by and going, oh. Ooh, you know what I mean? Like, and just like going like, Ooh, that looks fun. Just like as they're passing by, you know what I mean? And, and, yep. you know, just like you said, they wouldn't be doing that if I was lining up three oranges or something like that on my phone. Yeah, exactly. Now, exactly. Now we're talking about playing this game in a bar. This got me thinking, um, Ellie, do you have any suggestions uh, for games that you could play best, maybe best game you could play it. Like, if you were happen to find yourself in a wild West saloon or something like that, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, sticking with a the theme, maybe it's, you know, 1800s. What what could we play here? I don't know if Circle the Wagons would go was over that, so well with those guys. Oh, it was the 1800s. That's a good point. Oh, you need Bang or something like that. You know, uh, Bang the dice yes. game or something. Uh -huh, I don't know for uh -huh. two players though. That's not that doesn't work for two. You mm. need some oh, sort important of important distinction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You need you need some sort of yeah. So with you with no friends, well, obviously, yeah. or mm. with just each other, you'll obviously have a problem there. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think that 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 setting or Cult Express or something like that. Yeah, where, that's you know, good. You've got the train going through the cactuses and you're shooting, yes. the you know, shooting <laughs> each other and moving the marshal around. And, <laughs> I yeah, like that. That would be my pick. But again, okay, Cult Express, yeah. Probably for two. I don't know if you can play Cult Express at two. Maybe you can officially. Well, I, I, I think I, I think you've probably hit on it in and of itself, Ellie, which is kind of our general slogan probably could be, yeah, you've got a problem there. You know, that the fact yeah. that they're you're each other's only friend. I think that is maybe rings truer than it outside this call as well. I, I think we should probably have that be a blurb for us. That is true. We do have a problem that we're each other's only friend. <laughs> um, I, I was going to ask you, do you is it safe to say that we're probably as someone who pushes games as a way to bring people together? Basically, we're probably messing up right just pushing everyone else out of our lives and only only being each other's one friend right <laughs> well i think that if you're playing games as a pair then that is better than not playing games at all okay. and if you can invite the odd person to watch you play two player games every now and then maybe they'll go away and play games too 
Yeah, I like that. They can watch us, Andrew. I like that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Only $100 to watch Andrew and I play Circle (laughs) the Wagon. Uh, That's the other thing I was thinking, too, when we were talking about mobile games and stuff like that is is uh, the other uh, and honestly, maybe more valuable than than anything part of breaking out something like Circle the Wagons. Uh, is that you won't get constant ads popping up uh, at, at the same time. Not only notifications, like you mentioned, but just ads trying to sell you a razor or something like that. And, and yeah. uh, I mean, give Amazon maybe about, you know, 20 years or something like that. We'll probably have ads popping up on our circle of wagon cards or something. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but for now... You'll have to wear special glasses to see all the yep, things and, right. uh, exactly. and the adverts will pop up on the glasses. That's what yeah. happens. Yes, yes, absolutely. I, I, as soon as board gaming becomes even more mainstream, I'm sure, you know, one of the five corporations that run the world will ruin it. I'm, I'm sure. But, <laughs> but for now, they'll you're just right. drive it's... it deeper underground. <laughs> yes, the purists will be there with their decks of cards. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, speaking of purists and underground, Ellie, uh, something you had touched on earlier: light versus heavy in terms of games. Now, you have made a ton of games, and they look super fun. Things like Gnome Grown. Um, things like Donut Dash, Don't Count Your Chickens. There's all more. They're all, you can check them out. Um, Dark Imp um, is, is, is the moniker you produce these games under, right? right. Um, they're super fun, and they also tend to skew light, but also strategic, which is like right in Andrew and I's wheelhouse. Yes. Um, yeah. we, I, I, you know, I'm sure everybody in this call also prefers or enjoys a nice heavy game every now and then. I, I, I know I do too, but there is something about the ability of a lighter game to make it a more social gathering right and um inspire more bonding you know what i mean there's times when andrew and i will play something heavier and we won't talk to each other for a month no or or, you know something (laughs) like that you know what i mean but you uh, can't because you're too busy thinking about what you're doing you can't exactly (laughs) because right because you're you're you don't even think about anything other than how much wood you're you're getting from one of your five workers or something like that and hey I'm not going to, you know me, I'm mm-hmm. not going to say that's bad, but I am going to say there is very there's much a time and a place. to be said. Yes, yeah. there's a time and a place, exactly. Um, so, and I think we've probably all mm, witnessed that there are people, you know, like you said, purists, or sometimes maybe some game snobs that are out there. Hey, they exist, you know what I mean? Maybe yep. three or four of them, just kidding, it's most of them. But um, they all, uh, they seem like they look down on light games sometimes, and they go, oh, you're not really a gamer. You know what I mean? Oh, you have eight, you have a you have a game that's eighteen cards. You know, come see me when you have you know fifteen uh, miniature classes. You know what I mean? And the idea, and it's like, well, they can all be fun, right? You know what I mean? And there, like you said, there's a time and a place for light games, and it and it it has a more social function to it. I just ignore people like that. I think mean, yeah. there's no, you know. I- there's no this game is you know better than better than that game or something yep. we should strive to play it's not about that game's supposed right. to be gaming's supposed to be fun it's yes. supposed to bring people together and be something fun that's engaging that 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 we want to keep doing and mm-hmm. It's it's horses for courses. Some people like the heavier stuff, the more strategic stuff. Some people like the lighter stuff. Some people really go for party games. I yeah. make games that are, you're right, light and uh, lightly strategic mm-hmm. because I'm trying to make games for families with yeah. teenagers who are go, you know, trying to hook them into the hobby. And there yeah. are certain things that children can't do like what well, I say can't do this is terrible there are certain things 
in my mind, when you're talking about family games that you should stay away from in the design, you don't want to have games that are where the turns are really long and you're sitting around for a long time waiting and not being active. Yes. And you don't want games that are too difficult to get to the table in terms of the explanation in the first place. It's all of that uh, barrier to entry and sitting around for a long time, either learning the game or waiting for your turn. Those things are not great for kids because they want to be active and doing stuff. And I'm generalizing. Um, But... (laughs) They can cope with all sorts of complexity. They can deal with strategy. They can deal with different layers of strategy. They don't have to win every time, even though some parents think that they need to, otherwise they're going to kick off. And so I try and create games that are interesting, that are have some complexity, but that have very quick turns or simultaneous play. And yeah. that's that's kind of where I'm at. And I do a lot of small format games, like games on coasters and things, because yeah. I want people to be playing games in all sorts of different situations. So, yeah. so one of my coaster games is five minutes for two mm-hmm. players just with the coaster. Yep. And, you know, another one of them is 25 minutes for two to four players just with a coaster and pens and paper. Mm-hmm. And then other games like my, I've done a recent Kickstarter called Uranus, and hey. it's my most strategic game, at, yeah. but it's simultaneous action. It's cooperative and everybody's help is working on their own board Uh, at the same time, whilst having special powers to help their neighbours. So I think that um, I I, I don't, I'm not interested in what anyone, what really what anyone else thinks about whether the games are valid or not, because they might be too light for some people that I don't care. I'm I'm designing games to try and, you know, for different people. If they don't like my games, they don't have to play them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, and exactly. One of, one of the things that I've learned as a game designer is that we have, um, you know, I go and do a lot of playtesting and we play all sorts of different kinds of stuff. So every Friday I'm in London playtesting games yeah. and we'll have some really heavy Euro games that we can't fit into the time slot. We'll have some war gaming, we'll have some party games, some drawing games, some light things, some dexterity stuff, completely different. And not all of those would I choose to play, but I find fun in all sorts of different things and all kind, all a variety of games really helps me as a game designer to, to come up with new things and to see the fun and the interest in things that I might not have done otherwise. If I didn't play those things, I wouldn't know that. Yeah. So the snobs can go away i don't the snubs can go away that is right so that i'm not swearing i'm uh, (laughs) trying to be clean (laughs) there you go (laughs) so we are talking about circle of wagons here i just want to start off by here by saying that circle of wagons is a superior game to every other game if you don't like circle of wagons you're just you're not a gamer okay i'm just andrew just taking a snob turn uh yeah (laughs) oh wait what i'm I'm kidding i'm kidding kidding (laughs) um well, that is awesome, uh, Ellie. I mean, it's it's honestly inspiring to hear that. I think I think that is what we should all strive for, not only as uh, you know in the designing community, but also in just the play, just the playing community too. Which is yeah. to say, don't worry about the complexity of game necessarily. Just worry about how it makes you feel, and yeah. whether it is actually you know smartly designed. Whether there's actually a, an experience to to bite into really there um you know and that it doesn't matter it can that can happen with a light game that can happen with a heavy game it can happen with 18 cards it can happen with 
you know, 50 miniature houses that you order exactly. or, or whatever, but they can all leave a, leave a lasting impression on you. You know what Talk, I mean? Talking about having an interesting experience whilst yeah. playing, I played this game and I've played it lots, but I played it uh, yesterday again with my son who's 18, yeah. my eldest, and he's a big gamer. Mm-hmm. And we got uh, a card out that we hadn't had before called Small Town Charm. Ooh. Uh, which says both players count every territory in their town mm-hmm. if you have fewer than your opponent gain points equal to the difference so he's yeah. sitting there going hmm right he was the starting player uh and he just skipped all the cards except yeah. the last one wow yes. the it's, last yeah. one and he said <laughs> right, so smart i reckon i'm i don't know whether you're going to ma- manage to get more than me, but I know I'm going to get loads of points from Small Town Charm. That's <laughs> and, awesome. And now I'm going to sit back and watch you take yeah. all the other cards and know that you're going to take all the other cards and and know what I've done and know how many points that you're you know I'm going to score. And, yeah. and that what I mean he didn't win few, uh. <laughs> but he was only a few points off. Wow. And, it, and it's one of those experiences that. Um, that I won't forget you know it's yeah you know we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna remember that because it was unique and it was different he's not gonna try that tactic again because (laughs) yeah he was being cocky (laughs) sitting yeah I got this I got got, I'm so smart yeah exactly but clearly the game designer (laughs) had it (laughs) yes they sorted that problem out but it is interesting (laughs) in the game because there are several that well that there are two or three cards that um your your score is affected by that of the other players so there's loads mm-hmm. to think about particularly when those cards come out because okay you're always looking at what the other players got because you're trying to get more points than them but sometimes yeah. your points can depend on what the other player's doing mm-hmm. and then it kind of adds this additional element of ah i've got too much <laughs> to think about there's too yeah. much going on but uh, yeah very rich yeah exactly and and that's just you know, someone someone can make an 18-card game that is not rich, that's just kind oh, yeah. of bland, and it's just kind of one-dimensional, and they sell it, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then you can have someone who makes a game with the same exact components, essentially, and yet it's a very rich experience. So it's really... It's just about how you design it, more or less. So I, yeah. I just love that strategy by your son. I feel like that that's the strategy for someone who uh, is a little bit tired of game night and saying, you know what? You play the game. <laughs> See how you do. <laughs> I said I'm, to I'm going to go get a drink, you know? <laughs> I said, that's fine. You can play that way. Yeah. But we're playing again another, you know, several yes. times after this. Yes. And he said, yep, no, I definitely, I just, <laughs> it wasn't that he was tired of it. He just wanted to see what was going to right. happen. Well, yeah. and, next time, yeah. and next time you play, chances are that card won't be in the, uh, in the middle there. Right. So. Yeah. right. Well, or like it you won't said, work, it was the first so, you, you know, it won't work with the other cards on the table. Exactly. That's the beauty of it, yeah. right? That, that's great. Excellent. Um, Ellie, this, this has been great. Thank you so much for talking to us about Circle of the Wagons. Um, but uh, our audience, uh, I'm sure by now, is even more interested in finding out more about you, your games that you design, things that you do. Um, where can the folks listening to this um, find stuff from you and find out more about you? What do you think? Will you get anything to plug? Sure. Well, my website is thedarkimp.com. So it's dark mm-hmm. imp, but with the at the beginning. The dark um, imp. Okay. Yeah. Thedarkimp.com. 
and I've got an online shop there with all the games in, but I've also got uh, a link to all the Kickstarters. So I've run a couple of successful Kickstarters and I've got one coming up in awesome. March and the, oh. pr- the preview page is up there Ooh. now. And that's for my six games on greetings cards. So you can give oh. a card that's also a game. Ooh. So at the front of the card is the game board inside mm-hmm. of the instructions, yeah. the rules. And then there's a little place for you to write your message. And then there's a section on the back that you cut off and that becomes the components for the game board. Yes. And you flip it, flip up the rest of the back. And that's the player aid, which goes next to the board. So it's, you know, it's just a card, but it becomes a game. So Mm -hmm. it's something people can keep. That's a two for one. I love that. (laughs) Um, So there's that. Uh, You can find me on Twitter as well at Ellie Dix tweets. Mm -hmm. And Dix is Mm D-I-X, Ellie Dix tweets. Perfect. That's awesome, Ellie. Well, that that's great. So go out and find all that stuff. Um, and uh, and Ellie, thanks again for coming on the show. This was awesome. Thanks you so it much. We'll have to reach to out to you again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take care. Absolutely. That's Thank Ellie you. Dix, everybody. That's Ellie Dix, everybody. Thanks, Ellie. Take care. Bye. Great talking to Ellie. Uh, Andrew, I believe that in my biggest fantasy, you know what I mean, we right. could talk to guests like that uh, great guests all the time you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh but sometimes you just got to come back to reality and do the rest of the show you know with you no i'm just kidding i'm just uh, what a burn um <laughs> what a great set up spike burn the volleyball is yeah burns a hole through you know what i mean andrew uh but we're out of the fantasy now, Andrew. We're back to the rest of the episode. Wait a minute. Is this just fantasy? Is this just fantasy? Okay, we're going to be talking about uh, could this game happen in real life? You know, how grounded is this game, A Circle of Wagons? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Do we think it's just fantasy or, you know, is this based on real stuff? Good question, Andrew. What are you thinking? Is this... Is this? It seems kind of realistic. What, what's your take on it? Uh, it does seem, on the surface, it does seem realistic, but I'm going to say that this is just fantasy. Uh, no, this could not happen mm. in real life. And here's why. Why not? You got all kinds of crazy biomes all mixed up yep. Okay, in this boom town. Yep. Yep. Right? You got ice right next to desert. I mean, yep. can all these activities really happen? In the, uh, you got your cows living on the ice, but also cows who love living in the desert. It just right. it it doesn't make much sense to me. I mean, who is mining? That's right, Andrew. Who's mining in the middle of water? You know, I mean, I yeah, guess drilling for well, oil or something like that. But they didn't do that back then, right? Uh, well, so yeah, good point. No, it just doesn't. Mine. Right, it just doesn't make sense, Andrew. That's what I'm saying too. I'm saying what snow right next to a desert, just like you said. What is this high rule, Andrew? You know what I mean? What's the, you know, what am I going to meet the snow people? Uh, you know, Gorons or whatever. And then, but then I'm also, you know, going one mile over, and it's the desert. All of a sudden, I'm meeting the desert people. I'm meeting the Gerudos. Andrew, come on. Uh, and uh, who can just choose how many cows they want, Andrew, huh? You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, 
uh, that's a cow a cowboy would love to just be like i guess i'll just take three cows anytime you know what i mean oh right i'll tell you what if i'm a wild west guy andrew i'm gonna take all the cows you know what i mean all the cows i can get my hands on (laughs) also um can i just like decide how big i want my planes to be my bodies of water to be my forest to be you know sign me up if i'm a wild west guy i'm like yeah i want that you know Right, you're kind of terraforming. Uh, you're kind of terraforming the Wild West in this game. It makes you're no sense. You're kind of terraforming. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's ultimately, Andrew. Not only is this fantasy, this is a cowboy's fantasy, Andrew. This is like a guy, you know, out west, Nevada or whatever, and he's got one skinny cow, and he's got two bottles of beer left, and he's down and out, and he's like, well, at least encircle the wagons. I can live like a king. You know what I mean? <laughs> I have all the cows I need and all the beer I want and also guns. You know what I mean? Like it's this is this is a very specific fantasy. You know right, what I mean? Right, we happen right. to enjoy it, but those guys love it. Right, know? right. No, I, yeah, I see. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna say just because it's it it is fantasy doesn't mean that it's bad. It's just totally unrealistic. True. You know? Totally yeah. Doesn't mean it's doesn't mean it's bad like uh, Hyrule. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Zelda. <laughs> Whoa! Hey, hey, hey! Riling, riling up Zelda fans. <laughs> don't 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 come at Zelda like that. Well, I won't. But now you just uh, showed your butt, Andrew, for being a real geek, real Zelda geek. Uh, yeah. In fact, you almost look like you just got your expanders out. I just got my expanders out. Thanks for noticing. I did just get my expanders out. Um, yeah, I'm a, yeah. Now people know I'm a geek. Finally, you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, as if They're doing like, the, doing yeah. a podcast with only one friend about board games weren't enough. Uh, here we are. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I, all the cool credit that you got from that is out the window because uh, <laughs> you know your entire high school class walked by the dentist while you were getting your expanders out, Andrew. That's right. We're talking about expansion packs of this game that we that we think they should make, Andrew. What what did you have in mind here, Andrew? Uh, well, as you mentioned, there is one expansion pack, right? That's solo play. I'm not interested in that one. Um, I came up with yep. my own here. Okay. Okay. Uh, this one right. is much like last episode. We talked about Cave versus Cave and how they have the expansion pack Era Two, right? Is that what it's called? Age Two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one also is going to be age two. Okay, so this is later. After the Wild West has been settled, the Boomtown is now uh, kind of growing up, right? It's the it's the 20th century, maybe. And uh, we have to develop this land a little bit more, okay? We got to cover up the old stuff with new stuff. So maybe there's a new circle of cards with all new symbols, okay? We're just going to be paving oh. paradise here is what I'm saying. We're going to get some housing developments. I'm talking casinos, Okay, I'm talking mega highways on this thing, and yeah. we're just gonna yeah. just gonna cover up all these nice pastures and everything. I like it. Uh, yeah, so that's what that's what it is. The the death of the frontier or whatever, you know what I mean? Right. But, yeah. But I'll the say if you rise of capitalism, I think that there is a uh, probably a penalty if you cover up too much of your water spaces, then maybe like a big drought happens and. Yeah, you know, causes people to like get violent over water rights and stuff. Kind of, kind of right, like the right, right, kind of like the if Wild you, West today. Uh, yeah, exactly. If right, exactly, exactly. If you if you put too many, you know, companies next to water sources, then uh, 
the people will have to get a class action lawsuit to try to get right. any kind of decency from the company. It gets really um, involved because they don't point. care about human beings. Yeah, it's something like that, you know, Andrew. Yeah, that that makes sense. Andrew, I'm gonna stay in in the time period with my expansion, and I just think we need some other Wild West stuff. You know, uh, Andrew, there okay. are some things that okay. they didn't put in this game, like you know, saloons. You know, oh yeah, maybe you, maybe maybe you get some player pianos in there. You know, what <laughs> love I mean? it, love um, it, love play high hats or something like that. You know, what okay, I mean? horses. Of course, there aren't any horses in this one, Andrew. You put some horses in there. You Good know point. what I mean? Good point. Um, a giant mechanical spiders. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, you get to get Will Smith in there. Maybe you get some Salma Hayek in there, Andrew. Maybe you get that music video with Drew Hill in there. Yeah, right. that's right, Andrew. We need more stuff from the Wild Wild West. That's now we're talking, baby. Now yeah. we're talking, baby. All right, I love this expansion. Sell pack. that, sell that in uh, Hot Spencer's. You know what I mean? Yes. The Wild Wild West, the uh, wildly wildly popular movie. Uh, based on the wildly popular TV show from the 1960s. Hey, by the way, uh, I did look it up. Uh, Men in Black was not a TV show, but it was based on a comic book series called, oh. the, called the Men in Black. Yes. Okay. Hmm. So that's where that? that came from. I got that one wrong. But yeah, Wild Wild hmm. West was a TV show. And now okay. also a great expansion to Circle the Wagons. So thank you. There Pete. we go. There we go. No problem. Um, Andrew, um, why don't we go ahead? You, you went forward in time. I stayed in the present with my expansion, but why don't we jump to the past, Andrew, and visit the Neanderthals? Neanderthals. Now this is starting to get like Back to the Future. You remember in Back to the Future three, they went to the Wild Wild West, and uh, yeah. they yeah they they I guess that town was like a boom town, right? It was like way back in the day. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and all of Biff's relatives looked just like him. Is that his name, Biff? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, anyway, so in this segment, Neanderthals, you are teleported to prehistoric. Not you. Uh, we are teleported to prehistoric times. And uh, the cavemen are insisting that we're going to show them our games. So are we going to show them Circle of Wagons? Why or why not? What do you think, Pete? Mm -hmm. Well, Andrew, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to show it to the Neanderthals. Really? Because maybe, yeah, maybe they'll start understanding things like raising cows, you know what I mean? Or like mining, you know what I mean? Like kind of get a jump start on society, you know, maybe less rock, you know, hitting rocks together and maybe more, you know, pasture Uh raising, fencing in cows and stuff like that. Also, Andrew, and more importantly, what if they just jump straight to Wild West stuff? You know what I mean? Like, we see them uh, with, like, cowboy hats on and, like, chaps and stuff like that, you know? Right. Because I think it would be extremely funny to see Neanderthals just, like, wearing cowboy hats and, like, saying howdy and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, howdy. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) so that's why I would show the game to them, Andrew. Right. Okay. Well, you're making a big mistake. I would say no. I would not show them <gasps> this game. Why? Uh, well, because you're supposed to be playing the game with them, right? So, I know oh, that yeah. these Neanderthals cannot read, so they're not going to be able to understand these scoring conditions. Plus, the scoring conditions mm-hmm. involve a lot of math, and I'm not sure that they're going to be able to follow all this math. That's a good point. So, I now the biggest thing that might freak them out is the fact that you put all the cards in a circle. And oh. I just feel like, when have you seen cards in a circle? This is going to like remind them of some sort of uh, 
I don't know, religious uh, thing, like some sort of witchcraft going on. It's like, you know, like Stonehenge. It's a big circle of stones. I don't know what was going on yep. there, but they might think that they might get really freaked out by this circle of cards here. So I just think it's just going to. It's just going to send the wrong message to them, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's going to really freak them out. You're right, Andrew. We probably should hold off on that. <laughs> well, the, we know that Neanderthals definitely shouldn't play that game, Andrew. Shouldn't play this game, I should say. Two could play this game, though, Andrew. But should they? Two could play this game, but should they? Okay, how sure are you that two people should play this game? We're going to give it a rating from 0 to 100%. Of course, 100% being really good and 0 being really bad. So, um, let's give it a score here. Pete, uh, who wants to go first here? Andrew, I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm 91% sure that two people should play this game, Andrew. I (laughs) think this game is great. It is not the best thing in the world. It is not, there's not a ton of meat on the bones. This is a filler game, you could easily call it. Mm. But Andrew, I don't use that term derogatorily, personally. I think that filler games have their place. And I think that I have a lot of use for a game like this, Andrew, and I think you and I both do. I, uh, I could easily, you know, play this to begin a game night. I could do it to ease out of a game night. I could play this when we're chatting about something else. I could play this while we're uh, making dinner. I could play it anytime. Um, and that means a lot, I think, Andrew, especially for us. You know what I mean? You got you don't have a ton of time these days. You know, I, I don't either. Um, and uh, having a small game that is satisfying is really cool. Uh, I love the artwork. Um, pleasantly fuzzy. Pastels. <laughs> sign me up, baby. You know what I mean? Hashtag pleasantly fuzzy. Um, replayability is high like we talked about because of the variety of all the scoring challenges and different cards and things like that even though there's only 18 cards pretty impressive uh like i said great use of theme i think you know what i mean um it's got a rondel system that's that you know that's got to stock talk for speak that's got to count for something andrew it's got um it's portable andrew you know, I can put this in a bag and bring it anywhere. You know what I mean? Like if I don't want to, if I don't want to be carrying around a huge bag of board games, you know what I mean, and get beat up on the on the right. way to wherever I'm going. You know what right. I mean? I can kind of hide this. You know what I mean? Um, and so, honestly, Andrew, I I I am going to assume that this game will always come with you and I when we go like camping or on vacation or something like that because it is so portable and it's so such a quick and yet you know, calm, relaxing, and yet satisfying game. I, I, I would, I can see us playing this a lot in the future. Um, whenever we just have a, a small amount of time to get it done. You know what I mean? Yes. But you, you mentioned that, um, you didn't want to get beat up. You know, it, it reminded me that like you could have that. This could be a great decoy wallet as well. You know, you have it, uh, Oh yeah. In your pocket if you if you ever get mugged or something like that, you'd be like, here's my wallet. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, give me, give me all your money. And you pull this out. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're like, um, I grabbed the wrong wallet today. And the guy's just like, you know, it's like super freaked out. He's like, oh, God, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you know what? If I had this and my wallet, I'm not sure I would give the, I might give him just my regular old wallet because I love this game so much. Really? Pete, oh. I, gave, I gave this game a 91% as well. Same score. What? 
<laughs> yes. The same score, Andrew. Synergy, baby. Uh, wow. I was not expecting, you know, reading the rules to this, I was not expecting to like it as much as I did. I knew it would be good because I do like a good uh, Rondel system, right? I love the circle yeah. thing. I love the drafting where you're like, oh, I picked this one, but then you get the other ones. I love when you both have something to do like that. So yep. love games where <clears throat> even when it's not my turn, I still get some cards and I still can, you know, place down some cards on my tableau, as you might say. Yep. Um, now, the thing that threw me was normally I don't like things with victory points, right? Where it's like, oh, right. if if this, then you get double the points. But if that, then you lose five right. points. And it's like, oh, come on, I don't feel like doing all this math. Mm-hmm. But this one was a little bit different. There are only three cards in the middle that tell you those types of things. Um, yep. There are only a few of them where you really have to like kind of uh, do a lot of math as you go. Most of the math is really just at the end. You just try and be like... All right, I'm just going to try and get, uh, you know, uh, four forts in a circle, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. And usually the game is so quick that you don't have time to maybe make more than a group, one group of forts, you know, in a circle. And you just, you're just yeah. focusing on other things. I think it is – I don't think it's the counting the points at the end of a game that I don't like. I think it's when a game has too many choices of things to go for, you know. So this uh, yeah. one this one doesn't have as many choices. It's like, well, I know I'm going to make a big group of green and I'm going to make a big group of yellow. The rest of it, you know, is whatever. I can't focus on that right now. And I'm going to also right. go for cows and try not to put any guns next to the cows or whatever it is. So that's yeah. it it just seemed a little simpler. I love a game that's so quick. You know, like you said, we're busy. Uh I just loved how quick it was. It went by nice and quick and Pete, I think my favorite part about this game is the well because it's so short, you you want to set it right back up again, and the replayability is through the roof for me at least. I just yeah. I love how different every single game is every time, you know, because uh, you're you're going yeah. for completely different goals every time. It just make, keeps it so interesting. Um, yep. But it's quick enough that even if you mess up one game, you're like, whoops, I really messed that up. I forgot about that rule it doesn't yeah. matter you, you, the game takes 10 minutes you can play another one you know exactly uh, yeah 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 very fun game 91 percent. i love it love it wow 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 andrew well i think i know what our average score is gonna be <laughs> <laughs> uh even andrew can do that math you know what i mean uh but <laughs> where what does that mean about where it falls on the leaderboard andrew leaderboard Let's take a look at the big leaderboard. It's going to get 91 plus 91 divided by 2 equals 91. How do you like that math? <laughs> uh, our final score <laughs> final score for Circle the Wagons, we are 91% sure that 2 should play this game. Um, <sighs> and that's going to put it way up. Now this, ooh, I had to be careful with this. That's going to put it actually sort of tied, but it's going to put it at number 5 on the leaderboard. Uh Tying the score for Android Netrunner, which also scored 91%. Wow. Yes, uh, I believe we've talked about this before. A tie-breaking settler, s- s- settling the tiebreaker is going to be based on whether, you know, what, who, which game had the highest score from one of us. Know what I mean? Yes. So in this case, uh, I had given Android Netrunner 95, so that means yeah. that's going to be number four on the list, but Circle the Wagon's right behind it. 
You know what I mean? Um, because I gave it a 91, and you gave it a 91, and uh, yeah, man, I'll tell you what. It is a half a point above Carcassonne, the castle, uh, which we both really love. And like you said, it is tied um, if, with Android Netrunner, which we both really love, too. Talk about a different game, though. Talk about you know a different time period a different art Both style card games. everything every almost everything about it different except for that it's cards right yeah exactly. the number of cards it's it's uh, <laughs> it's yes what right it? 18 cards versus uh like 1800 cards versus like in, infinity cards right <laughs> they're still making them cards yes exactly and yet you know we like them both i would say uh Looking at this, Pete, I think this is a historic moment. This is our first game from Season 2 to break the top 10. And now also in the top 5, really. So this is uh, our, hi- <laughs> our highest scoring game of Season 2 so far. Way, oh, hey, what's the next one? Wow. The next yeah. one from Season had, 2 had is it. all the way down at, cover- at number 15. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Andrew, I, I think that's pretty cool, man. But <laughs> are we cool? Are we cool? Are we cool? It's the segment that always has a great segue into it, like by saying, "I think that's pretty cool." You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the easiest segment uh, segue we got here for a segment. Um, it's the that's segment funny. where I've never heard that segue before. It's kind of sounds sounds cool. I should, maybe I should use that one time, just forgetting that I already used it. Even you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, you just, know what? It's... Just forgetting that I used it just now. Huh? Maybe I'll I use that next gonna... episode. <laughs> I thought I thought you're gonna go. <laughs> I thought you were going to go in and say, uh, hey, that segue sounds pretty cool, but are yeah. we cool? <laughs> are we cool? And then play the stinger again. <laughs> Andrew, after playing this game, are we still cool? How many points did our friendship go up or down, Andrew? Um, yeah. I don't know. I, th- I would assume we both said up. I said up by four points, Andrew, ah! just because I thought, wait. I said I said up by four points also. You're kidding me. This is... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Momentous. Uh, this is the first... I've, I've been paying attention to this one, because we had the other game that tied, we did not have the same Are We Cool uh, rating. This is the first game where we have the same score yeah. on the leaderboard, the same and friendship points. The same Are We, wow. are we Cool friendship points. Wow. Wow, Andrew. Wow. But then we circled Frame these it. wagons for sure tonight. We, That's we, these wagon, Consider these wagons circled, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we both had a really good time with it, and I think we both you know, left happier than we even came into it, honestly. So yeah. that's saying something. You know what I mean? Uh, it, yeah. Great little game, game is what I would say. It's a fun, it's a fun game. game, and and part of the fun, fun of the game is at the end when you're counting up your score, you know, you're doing it in your head, and you're and one person f- might finish first. You know, oh, I got my score, and then you're waiting to hear what the other person said. And it's yeah. like usually it's very close. It's like you beat each other by yeah. like a point or two, and you're like, oh, yeah, I got thirty five. Yep. What'd you get? Thirty six. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's just fun. You know. Yes. Even if yes, lose. yes, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. We had a good time with it. It's it's you know, like I said, it's a small game. In fact, some would call it a micro game. Um, but uh, but it is a good <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, some would. And I, I, 
I, yes, right, exactly. Well, you know, we don't have to get into the size of the game necessarily, but uh, right, it's not important. <laughs> and Andrew, you know, it's the um, motion of the game ocean. You know what I mean? Uh, and this one was a rockin', Andrew, is what I would say. Yes. So I and and hey, we're gonna we're gonna plan to keep on rocking in the next episode, Andrew. So I want everyone listening to t- tune in next time. That's right, uh, but you can't tune in next time if you get another friend, right? Because in that case, you're going to want to tune into a different podcast. It's called The Three Amiples. Oh, that's right, Andrew. That's going to be a podcast about three-player board games that's hosted in character, you know, by The Three Amigos, um, which were characters that were made famous by Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Chevy Chase. You know what I mean? So, of course... No one under the age of forty-five is going to get that one. It's kind of a kind kind of a little. It's kind of a little bit. It's going to cap get a little bit more people than the little rascals reference I made earlier. But <laughs> just a, not just many. a few, just, just a, a few. few. Some, <laughs> not so little rascals anymore. Not so little rascals anymore. Uh oh! Don't want to be looking up that listicle about you know what happened to the where are they now, little rascals? Like I unfortunately would assume. It, they're all that some of them nasty. aren't around anymore yeah <laughs> i think they all I mean, isn't that show from the 30s or something like that it's very very old the show. 30s maybe yeah maybe 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 i think it i think it's like the three stooges same same era i'll um uh, gonna look it up real quick the three stooges they were also from the 30s yes the little rascals uh, nine, no, it's from 1994 film, Andrew. No, I'm just, <laughs> just like, ha! <laughs> I see. Hey, look nine... at this. Tra- Travis Tedford was spanky in the 1994 Little Rascals. And uh, and you'd recognize this face if you saw it. Holy Let's smokes. It's, it's called Our Gang, also known as the Little Rascals. And... Series was produced in various formats from 1922 to 1944. Oh my, my, my! That is probably even older than the Three Stooges. Oh, let me look up Three Stooges now. 1922. 1922. I they didn't have TV back then. It must have just been like a little shorts in front of movies or something like that. Yeah, good point. Oh, years. Oh my gosh, Three Stooges years active 1922. Until nineteen. Oh wow, man! What a what a banner year! Imagine you were living in the United States in nineteen twenty two, and you get the Little Rascals and <laughs> so and uh, Three Stooges, and you're just your head just explodes. You're just like, what? The literally, heck? Uh, literally a hundred years ago, so they're all dead. They're like, yeah, yeah they're like, uh, except for the dog. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean?